Okay, good evening, beloved. Today we are having an evening service. Um, so for all those who've logged in with us online, I have a I I will be putting up a link below, and you can click on that link, and it opens up a PDF file of all the scripture references that we'll be sharing today. So you can click on that link below. Um, so let's just get into the word today. I'm taking one little aspect, uh, you know, partaker of his divine nature. And uh, I've, I've taken a lot of things about divine nature and we can go on and on about it, but I've just taken a few things today that I'm going to share about it. Okay. Um, so uh, to begin with, um, there were two rems, and I like to start this because whoever's listening for the first time, uh, that, uh, you know, when God made us, there were two trees, tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And the minute Adam partook the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he came into, let's say he entered a rim and it was called the, the fruit of that tree led to death. And so all of mankind is living in the rim of sin and death. It's literally like living in the rim of this tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then Jesus comes. So the first Adam comes, he messes up, he sins, sin enters the world and children of God get separated and we all fall into this rim. Okay. And the separation comes in your mind. Your spirit died and this entire soul of yours started getting fed by this wrong tree, tree of knowledge of good and evil. And all your experiences started speaking to it. And all of this rem, okay, is a rem of death, of darkness. And it started feeding, feeding this mind into a mindset of death. And then Jesus comes, he goes on the cross and now he redeems all of his children back. Okay. And he took you out of this rem and he, it says that he transferred you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son, into light, into life. Okay. And now you get to have a father. So the children, the lost children have come back home to their father. They are no more orphans. And now we live in this realm of life. And now this whole realm of life that you live in, it can't have any death. Okay. And the minute he got you back with him, you became one with him. You became children of God. That's why you're called sons of God. So a lion gives birth to a lion. And so the lion's child will be a partaker of the nature of the father lion. Same. He will land up doing the same things. He will land up roaring the same way. He will land up wanting the same things. He will land up living in the same way. Everything about him will be of the nature of his father. And so even as we became sons of God, born from above, it says now, Okay, that's why you're a son of God, born of his nature. You become joint heirs with his nature. And so a lot of you are already seeing it. A lot of the testimonies that I see in Beloved, your mind catches up to you later on because you already start seeing your divine nature manifest. It's because you're a son by blood. And so sometimes your mind catches up to who you are a little later on. It's because you know you're a son by blood. Okay, and even as you're growing, like, you know, when a baby lion is growing, He's not every day telling himself, I'm a baby lion. He just grows up because it's his nature and he'll just be a lion. And all he's looking at his father and he's seeing what his father doing and he knows he's doing, he's doing similar things. But have you ever seen sometimes if, uh, you know, there was this experiment done that uh, uh, you, you, you take another species, like for example, you take a dog and then you have a little kitten with it. And then the kitten starts going to the dog and starts acting like a dog. Or starts doing funny things and, uh, you know, the dog can have his little children, okay, little puppies. And then you put a little kitten there. And then you start playing with them and it's almost like they don't even get along, dogs and cats. 
But this little kitten starts getting along is because he's grown up with it. And so the same way when Adam fell, he fell into a realm. And so we were, uh, you know, this, this realm, the devil, okay, programmed you to call bad good. This entire realm calling bad good. And so you grew up calling bad good. And now the father has brought you back into his kingdom. And now he's teaching you what good is, what goodness is. And now he's feeding life into you, life into you. And that's where your soul is getting renewed. You're getting transformed. So what part of you got born again? Your spirit got born again. And what is catching up your mind, your soul is getting transformed. It's getting adopted into the mind of Christ. Okay. And that's what renewing is. And so every time I always tell beloved anybody, all I want you to do is just hear. Just hear. Because God said is by the foolishness of hearing that people get saved. Meaning what does it mean that people get saved? So you think, oh, oh, it, oh they get born again. No, 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 no. By the foolishness of hearing in every area, you're inheriting. Just by the foolishness of hearing. You're just hearing, you're hearing. And you don't know, you're just hearing it. You're going to sleep like the farmer. The seed is falling, he wakes up, he goes to sleep. He wakes up, he goes to sleep. And then suddenly he gets up one day and the harvest is there. And it's ready to be just taken out. Okay, and all I want you to do is just hear. Is because the seed, in the seed is the power to do everything it's supposed to do. You don't tell the seed what to do. The seed goes and falls in the soil and the seed will just multiply. In the seed, it has the DNA to make everything that it's supposed to do. Okay, and so today they're going to focus on divine nature. So when you say divine nature, the word divine itself means God. It means God. Divine. Deity. God kind. Okay, and so when God is saying God kind, you're not human. At some point, you have to stop seeing yourself as relating as God and human, divine and you human. So uh, even in beloved, when people come, I take that lingo away. Please don't say you're human. Yeah, they, there are humans, but you're not human. You're God kind. There are humans and, uh, and human beings will get death. Human beings will go to a court and they might get defeated. Human beings will go to a hospital. They might get sick. Not God. Gods are above. That's why all of these superhero movies, they're different league of people only. They look human, but they're not. They're supernatural beings. And what happens to humans don't happen to them. That's why they're called the Avengers. Or that's why they're called whatever names that they are. They're called superheroes. Is because they're of a different realm. Like they have some supernatural powers and they're above all the laws of other things. So it happens to other people, but it does not happen to these. And so are you. God kind. Okay. And so let's get into the word today. I'm going to begin with that one scripture. <clears throat> okay. So I'm uh, starting from 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Okay. The meaning of that as his divine power, that means the Holy Spirit in you right now has given to us. Remember the Holy Spirit when we did a uh, study and uh, you know, you can read in John, it says that the Holy Spirit is here to tell you what belongs to you. Okay. So it's saying that Holy Spirit has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So sometimes people think godliness means living holy. Godliness mean, means everything that belongs to God belongs to you. Godliness. That means your kind, your divine nature, the inheritance, everything. Okay. So look at this. As his divine power, the Holy Spirit in you has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. 
through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. How are you getting this? Through the knowledge of him. That's why I want you to listen. Just listen. Just keep listening. Okay? Um, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us, look at this, exceedingly great and precious promises. Exceedingly great and precious promises that through these, that means how are you becoming partakers? That through these promises, you may become partakers, partakers, partakers. In, in, in Greek, the word partaker means to become a joint heir with somebody, to be, uh, to be in a, a relationship with that thing, okay? To be partakers, that means you're joining yourself with it. To become partakers of the divine nature. Now look at this having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You know what that means? Having escaped the corruption that is in the, in the world through lust. It means you came from one realm to another realm. Okay? Now, let's see what that word divine means in Greek. Okay? It means theos, T-H-E-I-O-S, which means deity, godlike. So you become partakers of the divine nature. The very word divine just means God kind. So I've become partakers of God kind. Obviously I have. It's because lion gives birth to a lion. The minute you see yourself as a son, means if he is divine, then so are you. He's not God and you're human. If he says joint heir, Abba, father, that means God gave birth to another God. Gods. You have gods living in this world. He's a greater one in you, but you're God kind. Okay? Born of him. Uh, it means manifesting the characteristics of God's nature. That's what it means in Greek. That means you and I are manifesting the characteristics of God's nature. So one would think like, oh, he's love and I'm love. He's patient and I'm patient. Yes, yes, yes. That's all true. But manifesting the characteristics of God's nature. God can't fall sick. He is health. So are you. It's in his nature to be rich. So are you. It's in his nature to never be defeated. He is victorious. So are you. Okay? And this is not something you achieve. This is already who you are. Okay? Now let's go down. Um, the word nature, so we become partakers of his divine nature, right? Divine, that means God kind, deity. What does nature mean? Anything to do with origin and birth. The constitution or the makeup of something. That means I've become partakers of his makeup. You know what the makeup means, right? Whatever something is made of, you become partakers of that. Like for example, a mug is made of ceramic. And so you become partakers when it says uh, a mug will give, uh, I, I'll make out of mud, I'll make something. I can make a pot and then I make some other pots. They're all of mud. That means the makeup of that thing is of mud. So when it's saying that I've become partakers of his divine nature, his nature, that means I'm sharing in his makeup, just like him, okay? Um, and that word and it's, uh, so look at this, okay? I want to read that again. So that through these promises, I become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That means there is some, so that word for corruption in, uh, in Greek, okay? Let me just read that and then I'll explain it more. That word for corruption means, uh, and I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, it means phthora, P-H-T-H-O-R-E. It literally means 
anything that has decay, rottenness, corruption, destruction, decomposition, anything that perishes, basically anything that has death in it, it can be killed, it is perishable, it is corruptible. So now God is saying to you and to me that through the promises of God, he's given us his promises. And through these promises, when you start believing and when you start becoming one with it, literally when I say one with it, you're not trying to be. All what you're doing right now is just waking up to who you are. That's why I just tell you to listen. I'm not trying to tell you to get there. You're already there. You're just waking up that you're already there. And so as you start resting in who you are, guess what is happening? Through these promises, you're escaping the corruption that is in the world. That means this death, this death rem that the whole world lives in, you're escaping that. And so what is happening to other people and let it happen, but it's not going to happen to you. Do you know that you can be a son of God, a born again Christian, but still that person can experience death in their life? It's because they just got born again. They came from one realm to another realm, but they never knew that they have to wake up. And so they're sleeping. They're sleeping sons. They're still sleeping sons. And then you and I, you're waking up. You're waking up in every area you're waking up. And so a lot of the testimonies that are already there, you're already seeing things just pop up. And you're wondering how. It's because you're just waking up. You're just listening. And just by listening, all of those seeds are going. And I promise you one day, the very thing that you waited for for years, you'll just find yourself in the promise. You'll wake up in it. It's because it was never about God not trying to give you something. You were just sleeping. Okay? Yes, we're not born of corruptible seed. We're born of incorruptible seed. Okay? Um... Cyril is saying that. Okay, so this verse means so much, okay, that through these promises, we become, so through these promises, that means through identity, through these promises, you become partakers of the divine nature of God having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That means he's literally saying there is death in the world, the whole world is seeing it, but do you not want to be part of it? It's through the promises that you escape it. So it's happened to the other people, but it will not happen to you. COVID is touching other people. COVID can touch other Christians also because they don't know their sons. It will not touch you. Through the promise, you escape the corruption, the death, the cycle of death, the decay, the rottenness that is there in the world. Okay? Let's go down. Okay? I want to take just a few promises and then we'll directly go into the nature characteristics of uh, the divine nature. Okay? Uh, Philemon 1.4 I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith, which you have towards the Lord Jesus and towards all the saints. Look at this. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. Do you know how <coughs> you become one with it? Just by acknowledging who you are. So when everything comes to tell me, I told you, the minute a son takes on an identity, Everything comes to test it because the devil only wants to steal that word. And so your job is the minute you come to know, for example, I told you when I, when God spoke to me, you're the head. He started showing me you're the head, you're the head. And then everything came to tell me you're not the head. You're not the head. Okay. And all I had to do was just rest and remain. And I didn't care even if I didn't look like the head. Suppose it did. And in this matter, I did. I wouldn't let it change me. That's what I mean. You're... What you believe about who you are should be only based on what God says about you. Not that your experiences tell you. And then when it doesn't matter whether the experiences turn out or not, that's what I mean by you're living your life like a son. 
you've gone to the cross with it. That means you'll believe it to the cross. Whether it happens or no, as I believe I'm the head because the word says so. That's what I mean. You're standing around. You're not checking. You're not looking behind to see, oh, if this thing happened and only then it means I'm the head. No, no, no. You believe you're the head just because the word says so, because your father says so. And you know what? It's not something that you do. It's positional. Everything that God did for you is a position. He pulled you out and he put you in Christ. It's a position. So even if you didn't believe it, it's still true. Because it's your position. You become a son. You know, a son doesn't wake up every day and say, I'm a son, I'm a son, I'm a son. How many of you all have parents and every time you go in front and you say, I'm a son. I'm, your, I'm a son. I'm a son. You just know. You're not saying it. Right? But you say it right now is because it to remind you. But every day not waking up and going in front of your mother and saying, I'm your daughter, I'm your daughter, I'm your daughter. You get one slap. <laughs> you know, you just are. It's because you know it. But what happens to you? Why do you keep saying I'm a son? Is because you forget. You forget you're God's son. That's the only difference, right? It's engraved in you that you're your mother's daughter or you're your, mother, your father's son. It's engraved. You don't have to do it because you know it. You can go to sleep. You can get up. You can have a bad day. You can, you, you, the boss can fire you. You can get a pay rise. You can lose your job. And it doesn't change the fact that you are your father's son, right? Is it just in your blood and you don't let it get affected. Just because you don't have two, three good days, you don't suddenly say, oh, maybe this is not my father. This is not my mother. No, it has nothing to do with your identity, right? You're so secure because it's my blood. The same way, but why do you, it's difficult. Every day we need reminding is because we forget you're a son. And that's why you keep saying for your own awareness that you're a son. And you remind yourself you're a son. And you don't let your experiences, whatever happened, change who he says about you. That's when you always find victory. So anytime you take the truth, I just look into the word. What is the truth about this situation? What is my identity? That's what I go for. So in this situation, when I started, okay, what is my, uh, you know, recently started talking to me about a name, a name. And I'm going to do a study on that. You know, when it says that your, uh, Jesus' name is above every name and everything else is under his name. But you know what? You're one with that name. So it's your name. And I, I, I got a whole revelation about this and I'm going to do a study on that, okay? Maybe in the next one. So, um, where was I? Okay, so let me read that, okay? So it says, how do you become partakers? One is through the promise. Look for the promise. And the promise, all the promises are yes and amen. You're not trying to become. The promise today for you and me is that you're one with him. That means, for example, let's, okay, let's take a situation, okay? Someone, um, uh, okay, Lyme symptoms in the body and then the word says it's not in my nature to fall sick. Now everything tells you you're sick, you're sick, you're sick and then you just rest. It's not in my nature. You can have medicine. There's nothing wrong in having medicine. But start, let the truth be greater than the medicine in you. Just because you plonk a medicine and you don't plonk a medicine, don't let it tell you that you're a son and you're a not, not a son. I am a son and I can't fall sick whether I have medicine or not medicine. It's like that. That's your identity. And then one day you'll wake up and maybe you won't even feel like having a medicine because that identity is just greater than everything else. Okay? You, that's what you, you believe. Whether the symptoms stay or don't stay, I choose to believe that it's not in my nature to fall sick. And then everything had disappeared. You started, I became a partaker of his divine nature in that area. Finances. For the longest time, maybe you, you look at your resume. I've not had experience. I, uh, I've, uh, not, I'm, I'm just not even a graduate. I'm, uh, you know, I've, I've been kicked off from so many places, they fired me. And so all of these experiences start feeding you and telling you who you are. And then apart from all of that, you go to your father and you look into the word 
and then you say, I am the righteousness of God. I'm a son. It's, it's in my nature to be prosperous in everything that I do. And then suddenly you didn't let your experiences set an identity on you. Let them tell you who you are. It was God's word. And then suddenly you see the next job or whatever you're doing, suddenly there's just a shift in your life. It's because your identity came from the father. Okay, you become a particle of his divine nature. So how does it, so you take the, the promise of God and then it says that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you. So you're looking at yourself and that's what you're saying, I'm a son. You're reminding yourself who you are. You're not trying to become a son, you already are one. Even if you don't say it, you still are one. Okay? Romans 8, 17. Uh, great truths in these two next verses that I'm going to read, okay? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Guess what the Spirit is bearing witness with? That we are sons of God, children of God. And if children, that means if a son, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Understand this now. You've said this verse many times, but I want you to understand it. Let's go to the next verse and then I'll share more about this, okay? If a son, then an heir. Not a slave and then an heir. If you think slave, you're not going to inherit. That's why I say don't be victimized by your experiences. You'll never inherit I, I had this happen to me, I had this happen to me, I had this happen to me. You throw a pity party and then you want God to change things and it will never happen. It's because you're getting victimized. You're not, you're not thinking like a son. That's thinking like a slave. Okay? There's a very big difference here. Now look at this. I'll, I'll read both the paragraphs and then I'll, I'll share more. Galatians 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Though he is master of all, but he is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth a son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Look at this. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. If a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You know why people can't inherit? They, they are praying, they're praying, they're praying. And sometimes I see they can't inherit is because they are victimized. A victim is a slave. That means, you know what a victim is, right? You, 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 someone treated you badly, someone did this, did that, and you keep talking about it and you, you become victimized by it. That means that situation is greater than who you are and you're victimized by it. And you can't inherit. Do you know when, when Jesus, when the person had died, he goes to wake up this girl. When this girl had died, there were all people crying. Victims. And then what was his reaction? Did he go and get sucked into their victimization? He put all of them out and says, please go out. And then he goes and says, Tabitha, arise. And he pulls her up. Victimization cannot inherit. That's why I don't care what happened to you. I'm telling you, we are seeing testimonies in Beloved where people have go, going through cycles and cycles and cycles and cycles. And to, to, to some, it looks like, a, oh, you go to this church and you get breakthrough. It's not breakthrough. 
we just don't allow victimization because the bible says a son inherits slaves don't inherit so even when you come to me with all your problems if you come crying and all the first thing for my job is not to get sucked into your emotions to be above it is because if i want to see you inherit i should not get victimized by you so just because you come and say certain things are there but no you're a son my job is to remind you you're a son to get you shake that victimization off you're not a slave dust it off come back to the position of a son because the minute you do that instantly you will inherit whatever that situation is it will bow down to you is because it only bows down to a son it does not bow down to a slave it bows down to a son so in that time don't forget you're a son that's why when any problems come i always say take 2 minutes go in one room in that moment don't forget you are the head the head the most supreme now go back and see how you want to react to that thing and it will bow down that's how the cancer report bowed down to me when it came to my mother one report said malignant the other one says non malignant when rheumatoid arthritis symptoms came were they there of course they were there but i didn't get sucked into it it was calling out to me and saying come on bow down to me right and i resisted it i stood my ground no it's not in my nature and i held my ground and i i went and did everything normal i was not getting sucked into it i went and watched a movie i was enjoying i was doing everything whatever i was supposed to do i didn't allow myself to get victimized by it victimized means you become a slave to it it's greater than you you begin to worry about it suddenly you're a slave you're captive to it and the minute you're not allowing it suddenly it just goes there's an amazing testimony of this guy who had gone and he had fourth stage cancer i i read it on joseph prince's site he had gone and uh, the doctor says you're not going to have more you're not going to live for more than 6 months because it's already in the third stage or fourth stage in his spinal cord or something like that he was going on a mission trip he said i don't even have the time i'm boarding my plane tomorrow i'll deal with this later on he goes on this trip he's on for his mission trip he comes back after i think 11 or 12 months because he completely forgot about it he comes back he goes for a check there is no cancer in his body do you know when the news came he did not take it he didn't get victimized by it he didn't run after it just ignored went his own way because the word in his life was greater than anything coming trust me the word is true i've seen it i've seen it so many times everything that comes to you that doesn't match the word is a shadow and an illusion and your job is to not call it the truth to call it the shadow and the illusion it is and it will bow down to you don't start running after it god is not running after anything god did not even run after death and that's why death bow down to him he does not get victimized jesus does not get victimized and that's how i see all of you inheriting is because we don't get victimized by it this is the last thing you need jesus no one is going and doing this oh john the baptist got beheaded oh jesus what did he do he just started going and healing other people didn't get sucked into that okay is because it's there's a great truth in that um i'll read the next verse and then we're going to go in that uh shame on that okay so look at this i want you to hear this therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir of god through christ only if a son a son inherits that's why in the mind of a son you will start inheriting the minute you stop throwing a pity party in any area shake it off you're a son you're a son oh don't get your emotions and all oh you'll never inherit just shake it off i'm a son it means i'm the head i am loved i am you're not getting victimized by anything you're not even letting your uh, you know you can be in a family situation and everyone's telling you and if you let your identity is come from your parents if you let your identity come from friends like your friends say something and you just got like all uh, you know 
your mood was off and you got tipped out oh my god your your whole identity you're victimized to what your friends are saying if it's not what god is saying you don't have to get allow it to do anything to you and that's why you're above it it will not affect you otherwise the devil knows where to push your buttons oh just make this one say this 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 i can give her like five days that are going to be just depressive for her you just put your whole life in someone else's hand you become a victim okay uh look at this look at john 8 jesus answered most most assuredly i say to you whoever commits sin is a slave of sin and a slave does not abide in the house forever a son abides forever in the house forever a son abides forever he who dwells in the secret place of the most high so we are saying psalm 91 psalm 91 some people don't get it they say oh i said psalm 91 nothing happened he who dwells in the secret place of the most high is a son because a son abides forever therefore if the son makes you free he is free indeed if you live in the house a slave does not live in the house he does not abide it he doesn't know he is one the son lives in the house forever are you following me you think you're a son you're a son by blood sometimes the very things that i see my mind catches up to it all of you know that you're a son by blood that's it you were born a son like i said after some time you won't even have to say i'm a son i'm a son you just know it you know you're a son and when you say you're a son means god kind god divine nature divine nature means if he's saying divine that means he's calling you divine you are divine you are divine divine god kind divine nature in you not just nature divine nature that means holy nature okay you're sharing his divinity with you uh 1 john 3 9 for this purpose the son of god was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil whoever has been born of god does not sin for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of god everyone right now say i am born of god i am born of god that's why you have his nature i am divine he has i'm sharing his divine nature if i'm sharing his divine nature that makes me divine as well okay that's why anyone who's coming against you is coming against divinity it's coming against god it's coming against holiness because you're one with him okay that in itself is your victory okay now look at this so we're going to take that one verse okay you become partakers of the divine nature of god through his promises for any situation that you have take on his promises okay for for me promises today are identity so in that area for example if you like i said if you have lying symptoms you're a son you can't fall sick if you in in finances you're you're a life giving spirit whatever you do is going to multiply okay uh, in relationships five six girls dumped you don't get an identity of you're not loved you still choose to believe i'm the beloved that's your identity that's how you inherit okay it's you inherit you become a partaker of his divine nature through his promises that's what it means okay now look at this so i've taken just a few okay there's so many and you can do it one on one by yourself with the holy spirit leading you so i've taken the first one <clears throat> jesus is spirit john 424 okay John 4:24 says God says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth God is spirit as he is so are you you we don't identify in the flesh we are spiritual beings so now you and i say i am a spirit 
I have a mind, I have a soul, I live in a body. But I am spirit. The I am should be I am spirit. God is spirit. That's why everything that God did, he put everything in the spiritual realm, in the heavenly places, in Christ. So we think, oh, it's spirit, 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 it's not flesh. It's because God hates flesh. He killed the flesh on the cross. With God, everything is spirit. And so you and I relate to him just like that. I am spirit. And so if it's real in spirit, that's the truth. It will get manifested in the flesh because spirit is truth. Okay? God is eternal. Revelation 1.8. Okay, let me just quickly read Revelations 1.8. I haven't put those verses there. Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. It means I am the beginning and I am the end. Says the Lord who is and who was and who is to come. What does it mean by God is eternal? That means he is ever existing. Remember when we did I am. I showed you in, in, in Greek or in Hebrew. It means he just existed. He always just was. Okay. He lives outside time. That means time doesn't govern you. That's why I said don't become a slave to time. There is no such thing as I don't have time. I make time. I slotted it out. Like today I chose, I was like, no, it's going to be 7.30. And so everything gets compressed and everything gets done way before the time. And so I was like, okay, I've slotted this time out 7.30. Okay. So now if Jesus is eternal, so are you. I am a partaker. You and I are partake of his divine nature. So what is his divine nature? God is spirit. I am a spirit. God is eternal. I am eternal. I live outside time. I am the Alpha because I'm one with him and the Omega. That's why you can, that's why when anything comes to you, you, you have the final say on it. Someone very recently said, uh, called me up and said, uh, tomorrow is my blood test. And so what is it going to be? I said, so it will be clear. She said, how can you be so sure? In my mind, I was saying, because I said so. That's, wouldn't that be Jesus's response? When the leper went to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus says, I am willing. You're one with him. Jesus gave birth. The father sent the son that through the son can come many sons. And so even as I said it, because I say so, so shall, so shall it be. But sometimes not to offend some people, I'll say, yeah, because you know, it's God's word or whatever. But you're one with him. And so the, the, the Bible says that he's given all judgment to the son. So the judgment is with you. So anyone who's calling you, oh, I have COVID. You know what? In that time, you can actually speak and declare what you wanted. And you're judging over that situation and will bow down to you because you are one with that name. Do you understand? You're outside time. You're eternal. So I am the alpha, the beginning of something. And I am the omega. I can end something. The first and the last. Okay? And you live outside time. That's why he is the I am. Because he lives outside time. He's the I am. He sees the past, the present, the future all together at once. It's because he's outside time. And so are you. That's my divine nature. And so I'm trying to see not being governed by time. Right? It's something new that I'm just like meditating on. Seeing myself outside time. Like seeing my, not being limited by time, but being outside time. Okay? Jesus is holy. One Peter 116. We just quickly open there. 1 Peter 
116. Okay, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Okay, we talked about the tabernacle, right? That in the holy of holies, nothing untoward could touch it. Because anything, any sin that came in the presence of holy of holies, what happened? That thing would just die. Now you and I are partakers of his holiness. That's why it was his holiness, his priesthood, his high priesthood, wherever he went, people were getting healed. Because do you know that the state of being holy means no sin can touch you, no death, no devil, no nothing, no untoward, no abomination, nothing can come in the presence of holiness. Anyone that is coming against you is coming against holiness. Wherever you are walking, your holiness walking. That's why things around you can just get sanctified, get cleaned up. It's like a sanitization happening everywhere you go is because holiness is walking around. Okay, because in the presence of holiness, nothing untoward can happen, can stay. Nothing desecrated, anything, nothing can stay. And you and I share in that nature. We're not getting holy. It is who you are. That's why everything in your nature wants to be set apart. You don't have to try and avoid temptations and do things. Everything in your nature, beloved, wants to be just like your father. You don't have to, that is where the Bible says resist temptation everything. But I'm saying the devil has to lure you to do something now. It's because everything in your innate being is holy. I don't have to teach you holiness. It's who you are. Okay? Jesus is life. <clears throat> He's a life-giving spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Okay? Uh, let's quickly open to 1 uh, Corinthians 15, 45. 1 Corinthians... Where was I? 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Okay. As, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. Uh, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spirit spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord of from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. But as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. You and I are heavenly. When it says divine nature, that means you have divinity in you. Divine nature. His nature in you. God kind. God give birth to another God. That would make you a God. You're one with God. Only a son will inherit something. Right? Correct? A son. So Superman's son will inherit everything. Not some human being who is a friend of Superman. You understand? You have to be, Superman has to give birth to another Superman. And then Superman's, that will technically make him Superman's son and then he can inherit. But some random guy comes, a human being goes and says, Superman, I want to inherit. And he'll be like, you're not my son. You're not born of me. You have to be, to be my son means you have to be born of my womb, born from me to be, to inherit everything. And that's what I mean by in your mind. You can think son, son, son. You can say son, but not see, still see yourself as a son. You're still thinking lion and cow. Lion, the son has to think, start thinking like a lion. 
So divine nature means divinity. That means when God says you and I become partakers of the divine nature, co-heirs, joint heirs, that's only possible if God gave birth to another God. He can't yoga human and God together. Through Christ, you became one with him and now your one means same species, new creation, sons of God. So God gave birth to another God. Do you understand? So Jesus is the first born again among many brethren now. These are my older brother and there are many brethren. So one apple gave birth to many apples. So I am in divine nature. I have his divine nature. So I'm a life-giving spirit. Okay? Uh, look at this. So what does it mean by life-giving spirit? That means there is no death. A life-giving spirit. Jesus says, I am life. I am resurrection and I am life. I am life. So you and I are life. That means what? What is that? So now you look at your flesh and you say, oh, there's no life. But then go first. I told you God is spirit. Jesus is spirit. So you and I are not getting our identity from the flesh. We are spirit. Do you understand? So if my father says it, so shall I say it. He's looking at you in spirit and in truth. That's my identity. Spirit is truth. And so I say, it's not in my nature to have death in any area, in any area. So what happens a lot of times you've come to beloved through your experiences, right? Certain things will happen in your life for the longest time. And so those experiences are so great. And then you come and now you're hearing, I am life, I am life. And trust me, say you got a new job or you're starting a new business venture and you've had some 10 failed business ventures. But now you, you know that you're right, your life, it's not going to fall. It is your life. It's not in your nature. It's not in your nature to have death. Even if you want to have death, it can't. Even if I want a business to flop, it can't. I have to choose to be the uh, omega for the business, meaning to put a stop to it, to end it. Because if I don't, it'll just keep on multiplying. <laughs> okay? What does it mean to be a life-giving spirit? That means in Romans, it says, in Romans, it says, that um, in Romans it says that you've been freed from the dominion of death. Freed from the dominion of death. Jesus went on the cross. He died for you and me. And it says that he, he took down death once and for all. He overcame it. And now he, Jesus has freed us from the realm of death. Okay. Uh, sorry, Michael is trying to get on. But I'm on, on, on Zoom. He's freed us from the dominion of death. No sickness. Uh, so a life-giving spirit. What does it mean to be a life-giving spirit? No sickness. Divine health. Everything in his hand multiplies. He is victorious. Anything that anyone put in Jesus' hand, it just multiplied. Anything that anyone puts in your hand, it's going to multiply. You put your business to a, put some money in a stock market, that stock market is just going to increase. You attach yourself to some university, that university is suddenly just going to become the number one university. You go and work for a company, that company suddenly just, the stocks of that company will just increase. It'll go up. It's because it's of you. The blessing is on you. It's not on the thing, it's on you. Okay? Um, anything that you do, it's in your nature to multiply. You know the first blessing that was on Adam and Eve? What does it say? Be fruitful and multiply. So it's in your nature. That means it was literally like a life-giving spirit. Be fruitful and multiply. 
it's in my nature to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, just a minute. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, okay. The other side, sorry. Everything in his hands multiply. Okay. Jesus is the law of life. Okay. This is the same thing. Jesus is life. Like Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Jesus said it. You are another God gave birth to another God. This is divine nature we're talking about, right? And so it is your divine nature, my divine nature. Okay. We live in the realm of life. Even if Superman wants to die, he cannot die because it's not in his nature. He's not thinking of waking up every day and trying to decide whether he can die or not. It's in his nature. And same way, it's in your nature and my nature to we have that life in us. Okay? Jesus is the law of life, above every law. In Matthew 14, 22, and in Mark 4, 35, okay? Jesus is walking on the water. How is he walking on the water? There is a big storm. The disciples are going on the other side and then suddenly they see Jesus walking on the water and coming. That means there is a law and he is above that law. That means you and I now are one with him, right? We share in his divine nature. We're above every law of this world. Every law of this realm, we are of, it says, the Bible says that now we are of partakers of the law of life. We are not partakers of the law of sin and death anymore from this realm. We are partakers of the law of life. That means we've come out from one realm, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This is like one realm. And that tree of knowledge of good and evil leads to death. So it's the law of sin and death going on here. And then now we plunked, plucked us out and now put us in another realm. And this realm operates with the law of life. So everything about you bears life. I've seen and I've seen it in your lives, okay? Anything that you do, something you even do some mistakes and then suddenly the end result of it, everything changes and again bears life. It's because we live in another realm, the realm of life. So everything about you produces life. It's not what you do, it's who you are. Okay, so he's walking on water. Then he's looking at the storm. He commands the storms and then they stop. Absolute authority and dominion is because he lives. He's governed by another law. He lives in another law. Okay. Jesus is abundant. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Okay, Jesus is abundant, so are you. So start saying, I am abundant. To be abundant means to have no lack. Abundant. Abundant means more than enough. Abundant. No poverty mindset. Abundant. Abundant. God's God's just not got one opportunity for you. And if that one opportunity goes, there's no opportunity. Once in a lifetime offer. There's no such thing like that for a son. He's more than abundant. Many opportunities. Okay? When the, you know, when uh, the five loaves and two fish, he didn't count the people and say, how many are there? Let's see, 5,000 people or 5,002 people. And so I'll just make 5,002. He made more than enough. And so there was baskets left over. And then, oh, let whatever I have, nothing can be lost. So that nothing is lost. 
okay is because our father is abundant you know when you understand if he is abundant you can say no to you you can have the power to say no to certain things that you don't like is only when you have an abundant mindset a guy can walk away from a terrible relationship when he knows that his father is abundant a girl can walk away from a terrible relationship when she knows that the father is abundant to give her something that she wants desires and that is good is that you don't have a poverty mindset my father is abundant more than enough he can give me anything he'll give me the best okay abundant mindset uh jesus is abundant he's rich he's prosperous as he is so am i it's in my nature to be rich it's in my nature to be prosperous in all things in all things so my mom she's putting she's putting be uh, she's putting her plants her cotton plant and our cotton plants are yielding what is supposed to have 15 cotton buds is producing 30 and 45 it's abnormal so people are looking at her field and saying how is this possible it's in her nature as a son to be abundant it's in her nature to be fruitful and to multiply so a son is not living by seasons we are outside time right so you and i are not living by seasons we are living you're a life giving spirit you're above the seasons it's who you are it's in your nature to be productive so you can be in the sahara desert somewhere and maybe you'll plant something and it'll just bear fruit it'll still yield something is because it's the sun who's planted the seed okay uh jesus is created john 2 verse 1 let's open john 2 verse 1 uh you quickly go there john 2 verse 1 john 2 verse 1 okay yeah this is about the water turning into wine let me quickly read it uh so jesus goes on the third day there was a wedding in uh, cana of galilee and the mother of jesus was there now both jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding and when they ran out of wine the mother of jesus said to him they have no wine jesus said to her woman what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not yet come his mother said to his servants whatever he says to you do it now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the jews containing 20 or 30 gallons a piece jesus said to them fill the water pots with water and they fill them up to the brim and he said to them draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast he didn't even say wine be it was a very intention of his heart that he desired it and it manifested and so many times i've seen in my life in my personal life like i've not even said it it's i just hold the intention it's already in my heart and then it just happens and then i see and then I, and then my mind catches up to who i am like who i am is greater than even my mind like my mind my mind catches up to it later i see it manifest for me and so you so jesus is creative and so you see here he makes water into wine he changes the dna of something from water like some molecular structure and completely changes it to something else and so do you remember that video of the glass bulb i took and then i looked at this glass bulb and now as as a child and all of us we we come we we've come from one rem pulled out and come to the rem of the sun right and so all my life i've been told glass is thin the tile is thick and so if you throw the bulb down the 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 bulb will break and the uh, the bulb is going to crash right 
And now I come, I look at the bulb and I speak to the bulb and say, when I throw you down, you will not crack, but you will smash my tire. And so my intention, even as I throw it down, now like water changes into wine, the bulb doesn't crack, but it smashes the tire. And I put that video on, right? It's because the sun is created. And sometimes it's the very intention of your heart. You're just thinking it, you're desiring it. And it's manifesting is because you're a sun. It's in your nature to be creative. You're creating things. Okay? Uh, Jesus is the Sabbath. Okay? Matthew 12, 8. Okay? Jesus says, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. Okay? Jesus is rest. Okay? Everything that I look at Jesus' life, whenever in the Gospels and everything, he's not impulsive. He's, he is rest. He is the Sabbath. He is rest. And so everything that he does, it's who he is. And even as he rests, because he is the Sabbath, everything is bowing down. That's why I say whenever any problem is there, don't forget you're a son. And in that instant, you're faced with a problem. Take two minutes out. First, go remind yourself you're a son. Stop acting like a human being. And you'll you, you realize you're a son. A son means God gave birth to another God. God kind. So then you'll stop acting like humans. You begin to rest. And even as you rest, you'll see that situation bow down to you. Whatever it is. I've seen this many times in my life. Okay, Whether it's cancer, whether it's uh, you know, in any other area. It's because you're not impulsive. Okay? Your rest. It's a finished work. Jesus is the Sabbath. Okay? Today... So the, the father looks at him and says, after he's gone to the cross, he rises again. He says, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Today, Jesus is seated at the father's right hand. And that's why that position is that of being seated that you and I have. That's why I don't like fighting. I like resting and holding my position. So once when Israel, they already entered the promised land, I shared this last time. It says, then when the enemies came to attack them one day, the Bible, told, the Bible tells us, God told them, go there, but stand still, hold a position, and then see the salvation that God has for you. They were not fighting anymore. Before they had to, they went around Jericho, and they did some things, they blew, but of course, God only, uh, the commander of the army was there, and God gave them the victory. But after they entered the promised land, they were not fighting. It tells you to hold your position, position yourself. That means remind yourself you're a son. Don't forget you're a son. And you're not a standing son, you're seated. It's finished. That means the very problem that is coming against you is under your feet. And so position yourself, stand still, and now see the salvation that has already been done for you. And so even as, even my mom's report, I use that test always because one report said cancer. And then even as I didn't run after it, my mom didn't run after it. We didn't send any prayer requests out, nothing. We just rested. I said, this is wrong. Because you're a son, so am I. Seated, we did another test. This because this is a wrong report. This is, we don't fight something that's already been fought. The other report comes negative for cancer. Even as a son doesn't fight, you don't have to fight something that's already won. You rest. And resting means you're holding a position, right? Because everything comes to tell you it's not finished. It's not finished. It's not finished. And then you plonk yourself and say it's finished. That's why I'm not fighting something. You actually ignore it or go watch a movie. It'll actually take your mind off things and then you realize how all things bow down to you. 
okay because you are the sun you are the supreme head of all things um so just as jesus is seated at the father's right hand so are you seated in him okay i remember once uh, someone had this dream and said that the devil was uh, was roaring and was going about this guy everyone was rested and seated but the one who was jumping up and down the devil was like really like just at him and the minute he just plonked himself the, the the devil went away rested that means not getting snared not getting worried not getting agitated not trying to fight something just be still hold your position holding that's why even in the armor it says uh, you know you, we have the shield of um, the breastplate of righteousness the the helmet of salvation the shoes with uh, peace you know and then it says we have the sword of the spirit that is the word of god but it tells you to stand it doesn't tell you to fight it's your holding your position you're holding your position what is the armor that everything is done and everything is telling you it is not done come on fight me and you are resisting the temptation to fight i i keep telling this in beloved right we are the only kings who rule by sitting and not fighting because the main king has already done everything and so now we plonk ourselves and we rule by not fighting by sitting and resting jesus is peace isaiah 9 6 jesus is peace that's his divine nature and so are you it's in your nature to be peace so say i am peace i am peace isaiah 9 9 6 quickly go there isaiah 9 6 okay for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder i told you there are two governments there is a government of this world but then you and i became sons and there's another government and so our government is higher and so even as even for covid remember when things came here and i had a dream to uh, i had a dream of gooseberry uh amla okay and then even as we saw it as like oh it's got high immunity and as a cure we just spoke it we saw it and then suddenly the government issues the bmc issues and says have amla have gooseberry it it came into this government is because we come from a higher government and as a son decides so it is even in the lower governments okay uh okay so i'm reading that for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end he is the prince of peace and as his nature is he is peace jesus says i leave my peace with you he left his peace with us okay i am one with peace he is peace and so am i at share his divine nature peace you know peace means in the storm he's sleeping there are two people in the storm there are disciples and then there's the son the disciples are getting all flustered always remember in the storm in the problem he did not he didn't need to command the storm also jesus was sleeping i'm not praying for covid to go away go away it doesn't matter if covid is even here it's not affecting me but i i can command it for other humans but for a son a son is sleeping in the storm so a lot of times i'm not commanding or fighting things because they will not affect me i can walk on water i'm not praying teach me to swim if you can walk on water because you're above you're uh, uh, we are above certain laws right and so disciples are commanding the storm 
but a sun is sleeping in the storm. Creator will always be greater than creation. You're the head. So that means if I run after the storm, that means at some point he's, he, uh, that means I am less and the storm is greater. That's why he's not getting affected by it. It's because you and I are sons. You, you learned, the more you learn, you, you're waking up to a sun, you'll end up becoming more still, more still, more still. So even in the storms, you're not reacting because they don't affect you because you are creator. Creation will always be under your feet. Okay? He is peace and so am I. It's in my nature to be peaceful. That means peace. No storm. Peace literally means no storm. I am peace. Peace. Be still. And so something chaotic suddenly subdues to Mr. Peace. Is that's what who you are. You and I. Partakers of his divine nature. Okay? So I am peace. So wherever I go, if there's any storm, I bring stillness. In any fight you enter, you bring stillness. Okay? Jesus is truth. John 14, 6. And then I've written, he is the light. John 8, 12. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Wherever you go, is truth going. If there's anything lying, if there's anything, and I've seen this many times happen, sometimes I, my mind doesn't know certain things. But I just go there and then certain, someone lands up saying something or something gets exposed and it's, and then I realize my very nature, who I am is truth. And so everything that you do, who you are is greater and sometimes your mind will catch up to who you are. That's what you'll see happening. You're going in and things are getting exposed because light has come in. I told you I was once in this dead mall that was dead for 20 years. That mall just didn't. It, and it even, and you know, in Bombay, in India, like politics plays such a heavy role, right? I enter this mall, I rented out a place and this dead mall, suddenly the, even the political parties went, everything, everything shifted. And this dead mall suddenly starts, I see housekeeping people come, everything, escalator starting. And I said, what happened? They're like, oh, it's starting again. And it started again. And then my, my landlord sold that place. Imagine I just rented it out. I moved in and I felt so bad. Because I just did it up and now he got a buyer and he sold it. And he's like, it, because a son, son went there. Your very nature is to be resurrection. That means resurrection means that means anything dead has to come back to life. You're prosperous. So the son going there just brings order. If there's any corruption, you will expose it because your truth. Truth comes in all lies. Just go. It's because it's in your nature. As he is, so am I partakers of his divine nature. He is truth and so am I. I'm truth. Everything in your nature, you don't have to be truth. It's who you are. And everything in your nature just wants to be like your father. It's who you are. Okay? Jesus is the head. Colossians 1.16 and Colossians 2.10. Okay? He's not a slave. He's a son. Okay? Uh, let me just read Colossians uh, 1.16. Colossians 1.16. Colossians 1.16 Okay, I love this. Um, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or power, all things were created through him and for him. 
He is before all things and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in, that in all things he may have the preeminence. That means the first of everything. Okay, let me quickly read even uh, Colossians 2.10. Colossians 2.10. Okay. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head, who is the head of all principality and power. Okay. So, you know, the Bible talks about that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against all spiritual things in uh, heavenly places. Okay. And against principalities and powers. But it also says, that all these principalities and powers are under your feet. That's why we're not fighting something. You're, you're, in Beloved, I always keep emphasizing on plonking and resting, resisting the temptation to fight. When everything is coming and telling you, fight me. And then you say, that one second, I'm holding your position. There's nothing to fight. And it will bow down to you because the spiritual realm knows, trust me, who's the head. The demons, the, Jesus didn't have to go and tell all the demons, I'm the son, I'm the son. They knew. He's the son. They just know. Okay? Prince Henry or Prince William is not shouting out, I am Prince William. I am Prince William. Everyone knows he's Prince William because he's inherited that name. And you and I now have inherited that name, one with that name. Everything knows who's the head. The devil's only, uh, only uh, wants to do the lie is that he wants you to not see yourself as the head. And so even as you're waking up, I'm the head, I'm the head of all principality and power. Okay, so there are principalities and powers, but I'm the head. And all of these have been defeated. They're all under my feet. So then you'll just land up resting. You won't land up doing much. Even if you see chaos happening, the storm happening, you're sleeping. Okay, because it's absolute victory. Um, I am the head. I, I, you know, I did a teaching on this, right? I'm the head. You're that teaching. Where I talked about the body, if the head is cut off, the whole body can't function. Okay? But if the hand is cut off, if the head is still there, the body can still survive. It can st still do all things. Okay? You're one with the head. You're the head. And it's the head that gives instructions to everything. Okay? Um... He's not a slave, but a son. Yeah. Why I wrote that there is... Uh, yeah, okay, I've already covered that. Okay, Jesus is one with his father. I love this. Okay. Again, the divine nature of God, right? Every time I read the Gospels, I see Jesus is loved. Okay. And uh, constantly, just like never separating himself in his thoughts and anything. Like if he's looking at his hand, he says, no one can snatch anyone out of my father's hand. And then he says, no one can snatch anyone out of my hand. And so I told you, so when you're looking at your hand, when he's looking at his hand, he's looking at it as his father's hands. Because that hand and his hand is one hand. Okay? Jesus is one with the father. He's not alone. Father is in him. Jesus walked in a finished work. You and I, the greatest rest that I have is that I get to have a father. Okay? And, that I'm, and if I have a father, it means that I am loved. And everything about my life is already done is because that's what the father does. The father just celebrates his son. Jesus walked into a finished work. 
So he went someone, uh, you know, when he had to take the uh, supper, he just told somebody, yeah, go ahead, go down, you'll find someone with a pot on his head and then follow him. And then he goes there and then everything is done. A demand is placed for money. Oh yeah, go, he sends Peter, whoever, go to the sea and then open the precious mouth and it's already done. And then I've seen it in my own life, everything, like I just know I'm fathered. I just know I'm fathered. And I see a father who's gone ahead and prepared everything for me. You know, someone shared a testimony in Beloved. <coughs> they got a free house, right? Someone got a free house. Someone else got, they're getting married. God put them in a house and filled it with things that they desired. In the promised land, it doesn't just say, I'll bring you into a land. It says, I'll make you dwell in houses and then fill it with things that you did not fill. And that's how tailor made God is to you. How loved you are. That it's not just about giving me this house. He gives me a house with a tub. Because he knows Priya loves spas and all of that. Okay? Like a birthday gift, right? I can't buy Rishi a dress. I can't buy Rishi, uh, you know, um, uh, a vase. Rishi likes Starbucks. And then if I think of Rishi, I'm going to go and buy him something from Starbucks because Rishi loves Starbucks. And so everything is about personal relationship with him. And he gets to be father. I remember I told you, I've shared this before, right? Like once when Jesus came in my dreams, he said, my greatest pride is that I get to be your father. My greatest pride is that I get to be your father. That I have so many children, but you have just one father. Okay. And that he celebrates that. And that's why I always tell everyone, don't come to me with your problems. First, you go to the father because in giving you what you desire, he is glorified. He gets to tell everybody and you get to tell everyone, my father did it. Okay, the essence of being a son is that you get to have a father who's already gone beforehand and done everything for you. And so you can rest and be a life-giving spirit only when you know that your life is fixed. Someone who needs saving can't save somebody else. But once you know that you're a son, that means about your life, I don't have to worry. That's why it says cast your cares. Why? It's because you have a heavenly father. Once you know that your life is fixed, you can go and save somebody else. You can be a life-giving spirit. And that's why you cast your cares is because you are father. And everything comes to tell you you're not father. You don't have a father. You're like an orphan son going around. No, no, no. A son, Jesus, his rest. That's why he said, Father at the cross, why have you, begot, why have you forsaken me? His rest is that he's one. That he is father. Okay? And, um, and everything about his life is a finished work. So I've taken down... Uh, the declaration that Michael has actually logged in with us today also. Uh, what Michael had sent some while ago, okay, that um, about, about uh, I am, okay. So I put those in the notes, the same ones. And if you scroll down, I don't know, we're on time. Uh, I want you to start taking those declarations again, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a son of God, I'm redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And then go scroll down to the, to the right now, okay. Right now, I know... I know the power to receive all that I ask of him. Right now, I have rivers of living water. Right now, the life of God is in me and coming out of me, okay? Just meditate on these because of the sake of time. I'm not going to go through that. But I put it down there so you can go over all of that again. So uh, I'm going to end today's word here. And uh, I just wanted to meditate, okay? On everything that I put, the points of you being, sharing the divine nature of God. Okay, to just wrap up, like what I said, 
when it says we become partakers through the promises we become partakers of his divine nature the word divine means divinity okay and escape the corruption that is in the world it means the rottenness this this death rem you separate yourself out of it it's through the promises it's through your oneness with him and you're not trying to be something whom you already are you're just waking up to it and everything the minute you take on an identity the minute i took on the identity of i'm the head everything came to tell me you're not the head it looked like i was not the head but i just didn't fight it i just rested i just rested i was like no i'm the head i'm the head just because the father says so and then suddenly everything bowed down the whole world saw i'm the head okay and that's happening to all of you all in every area just take any other instance you divine health you know it's not in your nature as a son to fall sick it's not in your nature it's not you're trying to be it's not in your nature that means superman is not waking up and learning how to fly superman just flies is because it's in his nature to fly okay and then everything comes to test and tells superman you can't fly you can't fly you can't fly and then the minute he stops wrestling with these humans who confuse him and then he goes and just rests somewhere else no it's in my nature because i'm just like my father a different species a new creation humans don't fly but superman flies and he doesn't let it wrestle he flies it's who he is it's in your nature to be life it's in your nature it's in your nature to not have death anything that you are do and you have so many testimonies is just bearing fruit recently i i i did some mistakes and i goofed up and all of that just turned into life again it's like tearing a paper but because i'm in the in the realm of the sun when i tear a paper and then suddenly everything comes and then makes that paper perfect again because it's not in my nature to have death or any brokenness okay it's in the na nature sun to just have life so it's in your nature to be fruitful and multiply whatever is in my hand is just going to become prosperous is just going to multiply i'm rich because my father says so okay i'm i'm divine health because my father says so as he is so am i lion gives birth to a lion dog gives birth to a dog god gave birth to another god sons of god okay uh let's um, i'm going to pray and then maybe michael can also is is michael still there okay uh <clears throat> let's pray michael uh, michael's not on okay father i just uh, uh just say jesus we're just going to close in prayer jesus you are my high priest and i give you a tithe of all the increase that you've given to me right now and add it to me and i just worship you with it right now o rahadala rama shikriya daradapa yahu dororopa pahusto priya daradapa shebriya daloronu mabar chadaradapa yahu dororopa father i just thank you adapa adapa priya sabko priya sandeya soriya daradapa Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for logging in. I'll see you guys soon. I'm just going to pause this recording one minute.